Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The checkered flag ends the race, but it's only the start of the conversation. Michelin post-race tech on imsaradio.com. Have your say. Ask the experts. Make your point. Michelin post-race tech. The end of the race is only the beginning. Oh, brilliant stuff. Uh, thank you to Johnny Palmer and to Jeremy Shaw, Cheer Adam. It's John Hindorf back in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre for Michelin Post Race Tech. Take a deep breath, everybody, after that one uh, with Faf Motorsports winning from the front ahead of Heart of Racing Team who clocked up two second places. Another, t- another two podium for Heart of Racing in their Aston Martins. Vassar Sullivan in third in GTD Pro. Uh, and what a comeback for Carbon with Peregrine in the rented Lamborghini Huracan. <laughs> but what a finish for Paul Miller Racing. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me. He'll be rapidly doing the... Uh, rapidly doing... Uh, all of the points. Uh, let's see if we can get down to share. Hopefully, share can hear me uh, as well for a little more uh, of the atmosphere uh, in the scrum behind the pit lane, heading towards the uh, heading towards the victory circle after a phenomenal race. Jeremy, to you first of all for some points updates. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, with the, the fourth win of the season, Matt, Matt, Matt Campbell and Matthew Jamini absolutely dominating GTD Pro. So they now lead by uh, 215 points unofficially, 24-41 to 22-26 for the Corvette. And even though they had problems today, come out with fourth place points. So they remain ahead of uh, Ben Barnicott. Uh, by uh, 45 points unofficially. Uh, he's in third position. And then just 11 points back to the second-place finishers today, Ross Gunn and uh, Alex Riberas in the in the Manufacturers' Championship in uh, GTD Pro. Once again, uh, Porsche extending their lead uh, over... Uh, it'll now be Aston Martin, I think, up into second place ahead of uh, Lexus. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think Aston Martin will move ahead into second position there in the GTD Pro Manufacturer Points, John. Share uh, your shout up uh, once you've got some more interviews. Well, ha- heads. Uh, oh, I can't hear you. Uh, let's see if we can go straight to Shay uh, uh, and Alex Riberas, who uh, is, uh, has a big smile on his face, shit. Oh, you know it. I mean, there's no cameras on him, but you know that Alex is smiling after that drive. It was such a crazy race. To come home with a podium is one thing, but to put yourself further back into the championship after a good finish here, it's got to make it feel even better. Oh, my God. What a day, to be honest. It's, it's been a tough day out here. Limebrook, you know, everybody knows it's tough on the tires. And to do uh, uh, more than an hour in that last stint, 
we had to work so hard in the car. We were constantly try, trying to manage the tire pressures, trying to manage the tire life. But at the same time, you had pressure from behind and we had the GTD cars that were completely in the mix. They were on different strategies, on different uh, windows of performance uh, of, of their stint. So that, that made it really exciting. To be honest, I enjoyed a lot. I had a lot of fun and uh, to come home with a third podium in a row for us in the 23 car. And again, the 27 car completely in the mix for the championship. Roman is, is a man on a mission right now. I'm really, really happy for the team. Is it harder for you as a driver when you're doing lots of little stints or lots of long stints? I think both of them has, have its own like unique difficulties. Sometimes a short stint can be really, really tough because you have to completely be on the edge because you know you, you're going to take everything out of the tire. But at the same time, how much can you push, really? It's really hard because it's not a quali. You still need to take care of the tire a little bit, but you need to push. While on the on the longer on the longer stuff, it's uh, it's really demanding mentally to be always making no mistakes, always adapting to what the car is doing, the tires are doing, while keeping an eye on everything that's happening around you. I think that's that's something challenging that I personally really really love doing. And I mean, what a day! You never know when you have such a good run as we are having right now. So we really have to make sure we don't take this for granted and we enjoy it as a team. Yeah, for sure. Lots of double podiums, both cars on the podium. That that feels great. But you've got something big coming up next for Heart of Racing on the calendar, the 24 hours of Spa. How do you carry this momentum forward there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited for that race, especially racing over there with Ross, uh, TF Sport, which is a phenomenal team. So we're, we're going there with a lot of hope. Obviously, it's a super, super tough field out there. Uh, but after this fantastic run that we are that we are having and a second podium today, uh, third podium today in a row, I think uh, we are definitely full of energy for Spa and really, really excited about it. Thanks, Alex. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks to you. Thank you to everybody. Yeah, good to hear, Alex. There, Michelin Post Race Tech. Uh, we're still on the PA at Lime Rock Park as well. We'll hand over for the formalities shortly. If you want to keep listening to us, XM. Uh, Sirius XM 207 or of course on RS2 via imsaradio.com uh, imsaradio.com uh, and uh, just a, a quick opportunity to say thank you to all of our technical team our camera operators uh, and everybody involved in the broadcast here at Lime Rock Park and indeed further afield it's been a very busy day for our colleagues uh, at, uh, at NASCAR Productions making sure we can see all around the track here plus the Toronto Porsche Carrera Cup race presented by Visit Cayman Islands. Thanks to Courtney and the team at Toronto and to everybody up in Charlotte uh, as well for a busy day. Uh, Jeremy, what a race. What a race. A uh, couple of people uh, saying, uh, right turn lover from the centre of Europe says, can we please get a prototype class back? I enjoy uh, if I enjoy GT3 car classes differing only by the enigma of driver racings, I'd rather watch SR, or I would rather watch uh, uh, SRO racing. Um, we, we've always had a couple of GT races in GT only races in IMSA competition, but it has changed now, hasn't it? Because we have only got one GT category. I, I, I'm not sure that any of the P cars um, would be suitable around this track now. I think they may well have outgrown this circuit. Yeah, that's my uh, take as well, John. I completely agree with you there. Look, I, I thought this was a tremendous race. Um, and, that, and that's the great thing about, about this championship, I think. It, you know, if we'd had all the prototype cars here as well, it would have been chaos in terms of, 
uh, cautions and potential the potential for accidents uh, with that speed differential would be huge. And this was a great race. I mean, yes, there was just that one incident towards the end there, which was really unfortunate for Ryan Eversley, of course. Other than that, it was a nice, clean, all green, flat out, tremendous motor race. That's, to me, what it's all about. It was, it was great entertainment. Uh, it, it loved it. Hashtag Michelin PRT at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in, put, uh, in touch. Uh, strange question, but has uh, Jules Gunon's stock increased this year? It doesn't seem to matter whether he's IMSA or British GT, putting an amazing performance in that GT3. Uh, Jules standing out among some very good GT races. little mistake at the end there for which he was rightly, in my view, penalised. But uh, Wickerbill's point is, is well made there, Jeremy. Jules does seem to be able to jump into anything. He's not been to this track before. And other than that little mistake at the end, in the melee, in the dash to the chequered flag, he's had a pretty good weekend. Certainly has. Yeah. You know, he was blindingly fast today, Jules Goodyear. His fastest lap of 51.733. Uh, the the next fastest lap, or the fastest lap in GTD Pro, 52.364. I mean, that's a massive difference. Uh, and uh, in fact, there, was, there were several cars quicker than that fastest lap in GTD Pro out of the regular GTD ranks. Guaranteed, it's at a, a 52.1. Uh, and Jeff Westwell, a 52.2 in a Lamborghini, also 52.2 for Brian Sellers also. So, uh, you know, there was, uh, it, it was a very interesting race, though, I, I thought. And it, it was... There's some real, I thought weird strategies being played out there yeah. uh, by various teams. I mean, they all they, they they ended up making two stops, but the final one they made with you know fully an hour to go, um, and yeah, I guess they were kind of reacting to the other teams there. But uh, yeah, the only, the only team there to make three stops planned was that was the car that ended up winning in GTD, the Paul Miller <laughs> Racing team, but. That wouldn't. There's no way that would have played out without that full course caution. Yeah, and even, well, absolutely and even, right. even after the caution, it was only because of the instance ahead of them as well. Plus that car running out of fuel on the last lap. So, uh, but hey, look, uh, it, that's what that's what to me made it a great race. The fact there were different strategies out there, and it still ended up being a fantastic motor race. Um, what was your view on the, the Lexus finishing without that big hunk of bodywork on the front? The whole hood was, was taken off to stop it flapping around. That I understand. But surely that's got to be re- replaced. That car's going to be underweight. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not running homologated at that point, is it? Well, that's a good a point. I mean, you've got to bring the car home. I mean, moot point, they ended up last in the class other than the two non-finishers. So kind of a moot point there. Uh, I think uh, the question is: uh, Is there going? Yeah, should there be a penalty? Um, well, I guess there wasn't a penalty. Was there for the 50, number fifty-seven machine? No. So no. Uh, you know, you, you get the car home to the finish if you can, and you worry about things like that later. Uh, a great race today. A lot of people a- enjoying it. Ollie says, uh, "Well done. It was fantastic. It certainly was." Thanks to Blackpool, Johnny. Uh, that Johnny Palmer, that is, uh, for stepping into the breach here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre uh, and making sure that you uh, all were informed and particularly uh, to, uh, to uh, here at the track and, and further afield. We'll do the rest of the points in a moment, but let's get to Jeff Westfall, Carbon with Peregrine. Back in the, uh, back in the saddle, as it were, Shea, and that car back on the podium. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't saddle a bull. We've got both of the bull riders from today, Robert McGinnis and Jeff Westfall. That was quite the debut for the new chassis. Robert, I'll start with you. It was more comfortable for Jeff. He told me that after one of the practices, but clearly this car likes podiums. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that race was insane. Uh, the car's been so, so fast all weekend. And, I mean, Jeff's closing stint after the caution was just insane. So that's what got us up here. It was a bullfight out there. And, Jeff, for you, uh, did you even have any idea what was happening in front up there in GTD? Because it seemed like mass chaos for people at home. Uh, it was mass chaos in front and behind. I mean, I had uh, people behind knocking on the door, rubbing a little bit here and there. And so I was really just trying to stay focused on that restart because our car has trouble on the uh, front tires being cold on a restart. Trying to get as much heat as I could and, and attack. And uh, saw the Mercedes struggling at the bottom of the hill. And it was a left, right, left, right, go right. And right was the right call. Well, that's twice now you've done that at the dying moments of a race this year. Can you give us a little more warning on a podium at Road America, please? I would love that. That would be way easier for me, too. It's not like I'm out there cruising around. Thanks, my friend. Good job today. Thank you. Uh, penalty at the start might have cost them the win there, Jeremy, uh, yeah. for uh, Robert McGuinness uh, at, the, at the very start of the race. That's exactly right. Uh, out of position at the start, moving you know, moving lanes before the start finish line, that put them you know a whole drive through behind everybody else, and yeah. that uh, yeah without that, who knows what might might have happened? Because uh, as, as uh, Robert was saying there, McGinnis had fabulous pace. McGinnis had good pace himself, but Westfall was absolutely flying there, and he made up made up a lot of ground. And made a lot of passes, made quite a few passes as well, uh, had really, really good speed. So, yeah, the, the team could be ruining that early stop. But, hey, kept bouncing back after that uh, massive crash oh. at, uh, at Watkins Glen. Brilliant result for them and very, very well earned. Let's uh, rattle through some of the other points, Jeremy, that we didn't do, if you don't mind. Yeah, in, in GTD regular, Stephen McAleer had just five points in hand over Ryan Hardwick and Jan Halen prior to the weekend. The gap is now 40 points, so 2071 wow. to 2031. Roman DeAngelis in third place and only 21 points behind Hardwick and Halen on 2010. So they will move ahead of uh, Robbie Foley and Bill Oblin. Of course, had problems right at the beginning of this race, really unfortunate for them. But very much now a three-car battle then in GTD. In the Manufacturer Championship there, uh, BMW, of course, will extend its lead with that win over Aston Martin in second place. So there's now 56 points advantage for BMW over Aston Martin. Uh, another good finish for both of the Heart of Racing. Uh, Aston Martins, uh, Jeremy, actually both ending up in second position uh, at the end there. Maxime Martin bringing that car home uh, to second and Alex Raperas to second as well. They're, they're right back on form now and, and they're riding a wave of momentum. They certainly are. They've been uh, absolutely stunning these last three races. Uh, yeah, two wins and a second for number 27 team in GTD. A win... Uh, and a third and now a second for number 23 team in GTD Pro. So that is the form team at the moment, other than, of course, FAF Motorsports, which is clearly uh, the class of the field at the moment in GTD Pro. Not sure if we've uh, still got Shea at the moment. If you have Shea, turn your mic on and we'll have a quick chat with you before we wrap up Michelin post-race tech. You still there, Shea? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Uh, some thoughts from you then about uh, about what you've seen today and the the antics down in the pit lane. There was a lot of there was a lot of good poker players down there today. 
Yeah, there really were. But honestly, John, I think it was more about people not knowing what they had. When I talked to Winward and Russell Ward, he told me that they thought they would be good to the end if they got some yellow. They got a lot of yellow, but then I think maybe Phil pushed a little bit harder than they'd been anticipating because they thought fairly certainly that they would be okay to go to the end. It wasn't quite enough to make it to the checkered flag, but uh, Brian Sellers, Madison Snow, Roman DeAngelis, Maxime Martin, Robert McGinnis, and Jeff Westfall are all very happy to be on the podium. And I don't think anyone out there intentionally led me astray. I think it was more, uh, it just sort of happened. Imsa Shiv ran that last caution as a short caution, so they didn't open open the pits again and they didn't do all the pass around and, and, and that actually was was the I think that was the right decision anyway um, because it was yeah. uh, close to the to the end of the race but that gave people rather fewer tactical options it did but it was within the 30 minute window so it's pretty standard that if we are within 30 minutes IMSA does not tend to open pits uh, so well, they, that they don't made it a pits. short yellow Correct. Yeah. If it's within 15 minutes of the green flag or 30 minutes of the checker, they don't open the pits. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that takes away, Jeremy, any options that the teams have at that point. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of... But I kind of like that because it means you've got to race what you've got. That's true, but it certainly would have been interesting if a couple of guys at the back had come in and put on fresh tyres. Fresh tyres, yeah. Again. Yeah, if I mean, the, fresh tyres are worth a lot around here. Today but nobody clearly. had fresh tires. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. I think everybody had used them up. Uh, we were counting them, counting them through. Still a cracking race. Uh, thank you for your uh, it, your submissions to uh, Michelin PRT. Uh, next up, where we're off to now, lads and lasses. Well, we go from one of the uh, shortest circuits on the schedule to the longest, don't we? We're, are we at Road America next? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, we yes, are. Yes. <laughs> and we've got the State of the Series as well. America's National Park of Speed. Uh, and we get the other classes back as well, Jeremy. It's always a great place. There's been loads of improvements uh, in the infrastructure at Road America. We're all looking forward to going back there. Oh, absolutely right. It's just incredible what they've done to that track over the last several years. And uh, it's now a, a fabulous place. It's always been a great racetrack to visit. But now for fans, it's been improved so much over the last few years. And uh, uh, people who have been there for a while will be massively impressed. I uh, just got to mention that on Tuesday, 1 o'clock Eastern, we'll have the Haggerty Inside Track Show. It is a... Uh, vintage and classic motorsport special. We'll have Till Bechtelsheimer, uh, vintage racer extraordinaire, now the man behind Lola. We'll have uh, Stuart Hall, who races the Rothko collection for Royal Gotha. And we'll have Pat Long, who races every Porsche that he can get his hands on. I must find out if there's anything that he hasn't raced yet. Uh, thank you to all of our technical crew, uh, both at trackside at... Uh, Lime Rock Park up at Charlotte and of course at Toronto as well. Speaking of Toronto, if you didn't catch the Porsche Carrera Cup race from Toronto early on, uh, earlier on today live because you were watching and listening to that race, stay tuned to RS2 now and we'll play it as it happened from the streets of Toronto.